Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolic, and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. I'm so happy to be back here with you again this week. We have a new guest coming to the show and you guys are going to love her. I have Nicole James, the quantum nutritionist with us. She is a certified functional medicine practitioner, a certified nutritional consultant, speaker, mentor, and business coach. She has been in private practice for over 10 years, working with clients across the nation and around the world. Her focus is to discover underlying root causes of imbalance and disease by optimizing health through functional and nutritional testing, advanced detoxification protocols, energy field analysis, metaphysical anatomy, ancient healing modalities, and rewiring the mind-body connection. As the quantum nutritionist, Nicole teaches the power of the mind and energy field, what influences and the dramatic effects it can have on the body creating wellness or disease. Nicole, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I am doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I know. We, we, were, uh, we met through uh, David from Above Duality, who's yes. amazing, and you were on his show recently. Yeah, and yeah. Love that guy. <laughs> yeah, and so I loved, I loved all the information you were putting down, and so I want to let my audience uh, get all the goods from you today. Awesome. I'm excited. There's so much to talk about. <laughs> I know there's so much to talk about. And, you know, we're going to talk about quantum immunity. We're going to talk about heart coherence and all of that. But before we get into that, I love to know if you ever, if, how did you get into all of this? Did you have some divine kind of orchestration synchronistic, synchronistic event or moment in your life that kind of brought you to this point? Or did you always know that you wanted to be in this? Well, it's, it's definitely um, changed over the course of, of time, but I was kind of one of those people that always wanted to be a doctor my entire life. And then I, I went to uh, undergraduate school at UCLA. I was a, um, an athlete there as a swimmer, so health was always really important to me. But I never really thought there was any other route for me to go except being a medical doctor until I graduated from college and I decided to take a year off and actually work for doctors. And then I realized, wait, this isn't exactly what I thought it was going to be, you know, being with a client for 15 minutes, like the overuse of antibiotics, not really get like being, having the time to even hear the person's story and try to figure out like, well, why is this happening? You know, it was focused on what symptoms do you have? What diagnosis do we give you? And then what drug matches the diagnosis? But no, you know, the doctors weren't asking why. And so, you know, it was frustrating. And so um, in that process of taking a year off, I met um, an acupuncturist and she goes, you know, you should really look into Chinese medicine. And as I did, it was kind of one of those things that like, it just happened. And I, I decided to go to grad school for tra traditional Chinese medicine and herbology. And I absolutely loved it because in, in ancient cultures, ancient modalities, they really take into consideration the emotions of the body and how that influences health and really views the body as a holistic being, right? And all the connections between all the organs and systems. Um, whereas Western medicine tends to be more focused on the organ that, that has the imbalance. So 
um, as I was in graduate school, I started working for medical doctors that were doing functional medicine. And there was a cardiologist I worked with that was getting people off of cholesterol medicines, actually looking at vitamins and nutrients and imbalances within the physical body. And I absolutely fell in love with it because it was like, oh my gosh, well, this makes sense to me. You know, instead of band-aiding a symptom with a medication, well, let's figure out what the body's actually missing or maybe the body has too much of um, and, and get that back into balance. And so my science brain, you know, of trying to understand why really kind of fit into that functional medicine niche. So when I moved to Wisconsin back in 2009, I opened my practice not long after and you know, functional medicine really tries to get to the underlying root causes, but it doesn't really take into consideration too much the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions that are involved in influencing our state of health or well-being. And so over the course of kind of my own growth and awakening and, and research and study into quantum physics and metaphysics and psychoneuroimmunology, how the, the brain affects the body, um, you know, I kind of opened, uh, opened myself up to realizing like, okay, we have to take in, into account these other fields that are around us that we're creating, you know, internally through our thoughts, our feelings and our emotions, and also how the energies, the invisible energies around us are also influencing our state of health and well-being. And so it's a, it's a journey I go on with people and it's not a, a medicine, you know, for, for everybody, right? Because you have to do the work. But the goal is, is to empower my client to take responsibility for their own health, really do the inner work to, to you know, look at themselves um, in a very honest way and go, okay, what are you know, my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions, my choices that influence the state of health or disease or sickness that I'm in? And then what can I do to change that? And really, it's about becoming the new self. You know, it's almost like we have to let that old self go um, and recreate the new self. So part of it is kind of like a death, right? Because we do have to become a new personality. Our personality is based on our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, our emotions that create our experiences that create this personal reality. And so it really, we have to kind of peel the layers back you know, and kind of start from the beginning. And uh, it's for those that are really interested in, in truly healing themselves, not just maybe making the pain go away, but really going in, inside and getting and finding and, and maintaining that physical and spiritual balance. Um, it's incredible, you know, the, the life-changing effects it can have. Yeah. I, I love what you said there about the personal reality. One of my favorite things that Joe Dispenza says is your Person, your personality creates your personal reality. And yes. it's so yes. true. So, and we have, and that's really the thing is taking our power back, right? And not giving our power away to, you know, the things outside of ourselves that we think we need to heal. Like if something's wrong, go to a doctor, get a pill, fix me. It's like, whoa, whoa, we need to turn that mirror around and go, okay. What am I reflecting out on the world and how is it reflecting back to me? Yeah. Um, and I have the power to change that from within. And that's hard for a lot of people. I think, you know, that idea of really starting to take ownership over your own, like your own health, your own state of mind, this idea of not looking outside of yourself for the answer or the cure, you know, like really bringing it back into self and 
that can, that's a bit of a daunting um, path and journey. Do you experience that with um, people who come to you, whether they stay on as clients or even with your own clients, maybe even with your own journey of how, you know, deep the journey goes and how, how scary that can be for people? Absolutely. I mean, it really is endless, right? Like if we, you know, there is, is no point where we go, we figured it all out. Cause if we did, we probably wouldn't be here anymore. Right. <laughs> so it's an endless journey and there's lots of layers. Um, but it, it can be daunting and that's why it's a process, right. That I go with people and it's not like, um, you know, there aren't tools that, that you can utilize to help support yourself. But I think when we are in alignment and there is an issue at hand, the, we actually will magnetize the right people, places, things, support that we need to help assist us in our goals. But ultimately, to begin this process, it just starts with awareness, mm -hmm. right? So being aware and being accepting of the state that you're in, right? It's that resistance that can also create a lot of imbalance and disease in the body. So fully accepting where you are in the moment doesn't mean you need to stay there, but fully accepting and surrendering to that. And then having the awareness to pay attention to your thoughts, to pay attention to the words that you're speaking, the foods that you're taking in, how you're moving your body, you know, all those things that we kind of inherently know how the what the physical body needs, but we kind of go on default, right? And unconscious, because most of our beliefs and patterns and, and, and thoughts are all subconscious, right? So we have kind of 95% of, of those kind of running the show, but it's a program, you know, and 5% is conscious. So a lot of times we'll, we have that will and desire like, hey, I'm going to go on a new diet or I'm going to start this new exercise routine and you're really motivated. And then what happens, right? All of a sudden, you know, the, that voice in the back of your head, Oh, just sleep in. You don't need to work out today or, Oh, just have that one piece of cake. You can start tomorrow. Right? So the hardest part of change is really, you know, making a new choice. And in that new choice, suffering can come up. Right. But that's how we get to those breakthroughs, you know, because yeah. if we don't change anything, nothing's going to change. Right. So it's about, you know, you know, holding, holding yourself accountable, you know, and really keeping your goals at the forefront of your mind. You know, we have a tendency to focus on the things that we don't want, especially like as a client coming to me, you know, who's maybe been diagnosed with a, with an ailment, say fibromyalgia. Um, and they, they take identity, you know, like their, their identity becomes like interwoven in that diagnosis and it's hard to step out from that. So we really have to, you know, take a look at ourselves and, and how we're thinking about what's, what we're experiencing and really understanding in order to really transcend and heal that we have to see the gift in it. And that can be very challenging for people because yeah, and you were especially with things. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say you really hit home with that when you were talking about, um, you know, the how that idea of surrendering to the reality, even though you may not like it, like just letting, okay, I'm here, like, let's find out why without judgment, you know, and, and right. sometimes that allows you to, to remove the resistance, which of course, I always say, the more you resist something, the more it persists. And, Absolutely. and that's really kind of part of it. Um, you know, and also that idea of 
the subconscious and the conscious people don't realize is that I always kind of have the visual of the, the, the subconscious is like Popeye and the conscious is like olive oil, you know, <laughs> like yeah, there's, there's like, you think your conscious mind is so powerful and it can be, but when you underestimate the subconscious, you're totally, you're, you're all, you're already putting yourself at a disadvantage. And, um, and so it's kind of like this kind of wrestling match or knowing like how strong the actual subconscious can be and how much you need to program it with the conscious first, the conscious mind. So I want to get into um, this idea of quantum immunity. Okay, what is quantum immunity? I love this. I haven't talked about it ever on the show. So you've got to enlighten um, me and the audience. Oh, absolutely. So it was kind of funny, I, you know, just brainstorming stuff to talk about with you. I kind of came up with that term and I'm like, that, that makes a lot of sense. So first we kind of have to break, break it down so we can unpack it. Um, you know, what, what is quantum, right? That we hear that word a lot. What really does it mean? And especially in reference to what we're talking about here. And it's really has to do with um, consciousness and energy. And when we can take that awareness, um, and how we're actually influencing our field, whether it's through our thoughts or feelings and emotions, and how it's the field around us that is actually more of who we are than actually our physical body. And it's a little bit weird to think about, right? We're actually more in the field than we are in the physical, and we're actually projecting a consciousness into the physical body. And we know this, and actually this has been shown in science, um, like I have a device that I use called a BioWell scanner, and it actually measures the biophotonic field of the body by just taking pictures of the fingertips. And we can actually extrapolate that information um, at what's going on inside the body. And so we know that the, these fields of energy um, that we're putting out and that we're taking in are actually the precursors to physical imbalances. So when we can work with these invisible fields of energy, we can actually influence the cells. And so when we talk about quantum immunity you know we're looking at how the body is basically electric it's magnetic it's light and it's energy and how do we influence these things that we can actually create physical health well again it starts back to our beliefs right our thoughts becoming aware of the thoughts every single thought we think creates a chemical that tells the body what to do so for example what's going on right now right if we're sitting here in fear of getting coronavirus and we're driving with our masks on in the car and our gloves on, you know, we're actually putting that energy out, right? Thoughts are like electric. If you think about a wire, how a wire works, right? When electricity moves through a wire, it creates a field of energy around it. It's the same thing with our body. And so what field of energy are we putting out? And then how are we matching those emotions within our body? And so we can influence the field that's actually around the cell by starting to bring awareness back to, to, the, to the mind and to the thoughts and to the beliefs and to the emotions. So it, again, it's stepping back and just becoming aware of it. And when you start to become aware of your thoughts, probably the first thing you notice is like, wow, I really have a lot of negative thoughts. <laughs> and it is not to judge them, you know, but it's kind of to step back and become, you know, I love the term neutral observer right? We can be the observer of our thoughts. We don't have to be yes. emotionally engaged yes. in it. And so when you start paying attention to your thoughts, 
you know, you'll notice that your body's going to respond. And if we're not aware, the body is just going to, okay, you know, I'm in fear, right? I'm afraid of getting this virus. Well, the body's going to respond with stress, right? Stress hormones are going to be released. It's going to feed back to the brain. Yes, we're stressed. Yes, we're fear. We're in survival mode now. Well, what happens to the immune system when we're in that state? It completely gets shut off. And so one of the worst things we can do for our immune system is to be fearful, is to be afraid. And so, you know, a lot of my clients are, oh, how, what supplements do I need to take right now? You know, what's going to support my immune system? Well, supplements are great and they're helpful, but if you're living in a constant state of stress and fear and anxiety, no matter what you take, no matter what you eat, your body, your immune system is going to be weak. So we can flip the switch and command, right? I love that we're commanding to the universe. What do we want to create? You know, I, I come I like, I will not get coronavirus. Mm -hmm. You know, I do that. I do this with my kids. My kids come home and they're sick. And I'm like, I'm not getting it. I'm just not going to get it. I'm just not put, even putting that in my field of consciousness. And it doesn't happen. So it's really about like that belief, like we can control our own outcome of our health. And, and those thoughts and those feelings and emotions all vibrate at a certain frequency, right? And so when we realize, you know, okay, if we're thinking negative thoughts and stressful thoughts and fearful thoughts, our cells are going to be bathed in this lower vibrational frequency. And that even if you actually look at our DNA when we're under stress, our DNA actually tightens. When we're relaxed, when we're joyful, when we're happy, when we create it. Really? I didn't know that. Out. Yeah. And so even at the very core level of who we are, we're all vibration. And our emotions, it can actually, they've even discovered this, that there are emotional receptors on our DNA. So if you think about, about like, if this is our DNA strand and our emotions are certain frequencies, well, it's hitting different parts of the DNA. It's activating or deactivating our DNA. And there's been studies to show that just a couple days of just 10 minutes of mindfulness, mindfulness meditation can actually boost one of the most powerful components of our immune system by over 50%. Oh, wow. So the power that we have, you know, to influence our state of health or well-being is phenomenal. Um, so it's really about just, again, awareness, paying attention, you know, utilizing the, what we can control. And that's really the key. Like looking outside, there's not a lot we can control right now, but turning in going, okay, like what can I control? I can control how I perceive what's happening around me mm -hmm. and I can control how I respond. Yes. Right. There's um, a great spiritual teacher I had said, you know, life is inherently meaningless. It's us that put meaning to life. And it, when we can transcend the fear and the challenge and the problem and see, you know, rather than focusing on that per se, look at, okay, what is the gift in this situation? That's when our, we can expand our consciousness and grow and create that alignment and balance that we need. Because when we are in alignment and we are in balance, both physically and spiritually, there's, you know, we, our body cannot get disease. It, we are literally, you know, um, we just, we can't, it, it doesn't get, it just doesn't come in the field. Yeah. You know, it's about resonance. So, okay. A couple things you, you mentioned there. The, the big thing is also for fear. It definitely suppresses your immune system. But I think a lot of people don't realize 
is that it also shuts off the critical thinking part of your mind and activates the hind brain, you know, your reptilian brain at the back, which right. is your fight or flight, your survival mode. And yep. so when you go into fear, you literally aren't thinking properly. Like you're not thinking in a very, um, your, your common sense turns off, your ability to assess information or assimilate it in a very critical thinking manner, it's all turned off and you're just in reactionary mode, which- Right, survival. It, yeah, it's not a good place to be, especially when we know how powerful the mind is in controlling our beliefs. And then you talked again about beliefs and how important our beliefs are in our immune system and in our own immunity and how certain things that we may do are reinforcing beliefs that maybe we don't realize we, we have. So for instance, let's talk about the mask. You and I were talking about this pre-show mm -hmm. and um, how does wearing them now, of course, I want to just say that, of course, if you're someone with um, co comorbidity, uh, like you've got a weakened immune system, like you've got to take care of yourself. However, if you're a healthy individual, which a lot of us are, um, can you take me through what the whole idea of wearing a mask, is it good? Does it work against us? Like what, what's the deal here? So um, I, I actually believe that masks actually can make it much worse for the system. And it, just from a common sense perspective, we could talk about the science. We are, we're not plants, right? Plants breathe CO2, we breathe oxygen. So when we're putting on a mask, what we're doing is we're limiting the amount of oxygen we're taking in and we're increasing the amount of carbon dioxide. We're basically rebreathing our own kind of toxic waste gases that we're supposed to be releasing. So how does that affect the system? It actually puts a, a, a huge stress on the system. We just talked about stress, right? So we have the emotional stress and then we can have the physical and chemical stress because of it too. Now you put those two together, right? And it's kind of a double whammy. So it creates more, um, what we call oxidative stress in the cells and create more inflammatory inputs so that when we do say become um, in contact, you know, with some type of virulence that the immune system is actually weaker in that state too. And so um, I highly recommend, you know, any of your viewing audience to look up Dr. Judy Mikovich and, and Dr. Buttar, who, who talked about this and the science about this in length. And I do also think there is a is psychological component to it as well. It's like you're putting on a mask, you're saying there is a threat. When there is a threat outside, again, that keeps us in survival mode. And when you, like you said, I love that you said that, like that reptilian brain is on we are, we're out of our creative center. We're out of our creative mind. We're no longer, we're just thinking about survival. We can't create anything new from that state. And it's also a state where we become very selfish. You notice that, you know, people become very selfish because it's all, it becomes all about them. Okay. And so yeah. that is definitely what I'm seeing with all the mask wearers because I'm <laughs> like, holy man, I've never seen people become such haters and like, um, they're like, okay, so this is actually really funny. I um, watched a video on this uh, recently. I follow Sticks Hexenhammer. Um, I don't agree with everything that he puts out, but, but you know, 80 to 90% of the stuff is really good. Mm -hmm. And he was talking today about don't be a coronavirus Karen. <laughs> you know, you have this like Debbie Downer and how this right. whole thing is going to be like, and those are the people who are like wearing the mask and looking at you like they want to spit on you, but they can't because their mask is going to catch it <laughs> and they're spitting on themselves. 
Well, and then you, and that, and then you have your breathing, right? It's getting moist, you know, which also feeds bacteria and the actual particles to most of the mass. If you look at it, like, unless you're wearing the N95 mask, you know, they say, well, just cover it with a scarf or it doesn't actually filter out any of those particles, you know, of the virus. So it's just this, you know, and the, unfortunately the governors say they're doing things by science, but when you look at all of these scientists and doctors that are coming out against what they're saying, it's like, wait a second, is there another agenda here? You know, and this is when we have to, again, take our power back, step back. Am I doing this out of fear? You know, unfortunately in some states, yes, you know, they, you will get in trouble if you're not outside wearing a mask, but why are you driving around wearing a mask in your car is what I want to know. Like, we like, I'm like, is the world gone mad? <laughs> well, and this is the whole thing. Fear shuts down critical thinking. Yes, Exactly. Exactly. And, and yeah. And so like, I've refused to wear a mask mm -hmm. because one, um, I don't like being told what I'm supposed to do. And I know I don't have to do it mm -hmm. Two, I know enough about immunity to know that it's going to lower my ability to interact with my environment and build my own antibodies. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that herd immunity that we've been trying to, to build. Um, I also know, well, Hey, I live in Colorado. I'm, I'm 5,500 feet. Um, above sea level, I've got less oxygen already. You mean I've got to wear a mask and now reduce mm -hmm. even more the amount of oxygen I'm getting in? And well, you something really cool there about um, how, you know, we're not plants. We don't breathe um, in CO2. carbon dioxide, right? Mm -hmm. And so as I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure carbon dioxide is acidic and will make your body more acidic. Exactly which then leads to oxidative stress, damage to the cells, inflammation, further weakening the immune system. And now, you know, we talked about Dr. Judy, who's a um, PhD in, you know, molecular biology. She even says that it can create in these inflammatory cascades in the body that leads to release of, of certain chemicals like exosomes. And it's actually in a lot of the swab testing they're not testing for necessarily the virus, they're testing for the exosomes. So we can ultimately, you know, then extrapolate and say, okay, well, we could be potentially getting a lot of false positives here, you know, because we're actually not looking at the virus. It's like um, Dr. Buttar used the analogy, it's like we're, we're testing for fire trucks, assuming there's a fire mm -hmm. for every fire truck we see. So it's like to me, do your research. Don't just blindly accept what we see in mainstream media, you know, like really question. I think this is really a time where we start to question things and become critical thinkers and start to think for ourselves. And then we tune in, right? Tune into the body and go, okay, what feels right for me? Am I making this choice out of fear, you know, or am I making this choice, you know, out of love? And that it really can come down to that too. That is like my whole thing. That is, I tell every single one of my clients when I'm working with them on any area of their life, like when you're choosing, are you like that idea of fear? It's come from this idea of limitations and believing that you're limited in what you can achieve or, or create. It's like, where are your choices coming from? Are they coming from fear or are they coming from your hopes and desires? And that has to be across the board with everything, including what we're talking about right now. You said, okay, so I want to go back to what we were talking about. And then I kind of interrupted um, this idea of like the, the mask is making people selfish, not like the mask itself, but this belief system of, you know, that, you know, other people around you, they're not um, doing the same thing as you. Um, how dare they? 
Right. Cause well, cause initially, right. They, they've told us that, well, you wear a mask not to protect yourself, but to pre protect the other person against you. Right. So then people are looking at like, well, I'm doing this for you. Why aren't you doing this for me? And again, it's just that it's that fear-based consciousness, you know? Um, and because we actually look at the numbers, we know the numbers, you know, are just like the flu. There really is nothing to be afraid of. Afraid of. Um, most of us will become asymptomatic carriers if we're exposed to it. And so it's, it's, yeah, it's being, it's, it's taking our power back, questioning the narrative, you know, and doing what feels right for you. Um, and yeah, and, and, and avoiding the judgment of others, right? Because when we're judging others, we're really just, you know, inherently judging ourselves. Yeah. And okay. So you said something there, which always, I love to bring it always back to like understanding our own journey of how much, you know, we're trying to move into like 5D, we're trying to move into um, creating from the heart as opposed to creating from the ego or fear. And that idea that you were just talking about, about this, like, you know, I'm doing this for you. Why aren't you doing this for me? This is the, this is the problem with every relationship <laughs> that we have is that most people come from a place of, um, um, of, of codependency or like conditions, you know, like where's the unconditional love or unconditional aspect that like, I'm just doing this because I believe it's right. And whether you do it or not, that's on you. Like I'm creating from my own place, my own heart. I'm not creating because I want you to do it back for me. Right. And, and really to understand like everybody is on their own journey. You know, so whether, I mean, we see such division now and such separation. And I think a lot of the powers that be want us to stay separated and divided. But as we try to move and create this new earth that, you know, that higher dimensional frequency, um, that's where the, the separation, you know, um, goes away. And we can understand like how we treat ourselves, how we talk to ourselves, you know, that is actually how we're talking to everybody else. If we heal ourselves, we heal the collective. If I judge someone else, I'm judging myself. And it's just that unity consciousness that we need to step into because I, I think that that's the other thing that physical, we're creating more separation. We're putting on the mask, right? Instead of going, okay, like, you know, it's, you're a sovereign being. We're all sovereign beings. We have a choice. I'm not going to judge you for your choice, you know, that you're making, um, you know, and just honor the choices that other people are making at the journey they're on. Because I think it's selfish for us to try to, say, oh, you should be doing this and this and this, you know, um, everybody kind of wakes up, you know, and understands things at their own level um, and holding that space, you know, instead of judgment, holding the space of love for that person. Not only does that help support the other person, but it also supports you, Yes, right? It expands your field out. When you're judging somebody, it actually contracts your field in. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So let's go into um, this idea of the human vehicle as a quantum biocomputer and how you operate it multidimensionally. Like, I love this. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Take me through. Yeah. So, you know, um, kind of one of my sayings is like, we're more than a meat suit. Right. And so if we look at how we've kind of understood the body, um, you know, especially like in the, from a Western medicine perspective, we're just kind of biochemical machines. Um, but our cells really, when you take a look at the end uh, we actually don't even know a lot still about the body and the brain. Um, but 
the cell itself is one of the most complex pieces of machinery technology that's like ever been created. And, um, and, you know, like I said, we're still learning about it. And so when we can understand that if we were to zoom in on our bodies, you know, we're 99.999999% empty space. So what are we really, right? It's like we're energy, we're light. And so it, we talk about vibrations, right? And how things are affecting our, our vibrational frequency of all of our organs. This is where we start tapping and tuning into the quantum field, understanding that, yes, we do need to know how the, what the needs are for the physical body. We still need to you know, eat the right fruit, foods, particularly closest to the sun as possible because that will also charge our body with energy um, and, and and paying attention to the vibrations that are all around us whether it's what we're listening to the sounds we're listening to um, connecting with the earth right and the sun you know and creating those fields of energy between you know kind of charging the body battery um, but understanding that the nature of who we are is quantum, meaning that it is outside of time and space. So that when there's been studies that you can't influence the field of energy, you know, you don't have to be in the same space, right? Or remote viewers who can look in the, in the, in the future and the past, right? So we're utilizing the technology of our multidimensional cells, multidimensional cells, um, so we're just much bigger, right, than we thought. We've been kind of so limited to belief that we're just, you know, we're a human body, you know, things fail as we age, you know, things break down, we, you know, we need somebody else to fix us. It's just that's such an old paradigm thinking. And if you look at back at ancient cultures, they knew this. You know, like when we look at like um, ancient Chinese, you know, Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic medicine or, you know, Amazonian medicine, they understood the connection that we as humans have to the earth and to the sky. And when we can um, support um, connecting to, the, to, to Mother Earth or to the energy from the sun, that's what helps to keep, keep our system in balance on, um, on a multidimensional level, you know. So it's a, it's a, it's a fun too, because you realize, you know, like I can send you, you know, healing love energy if you're not feeling well and it can actually influence your field. Um, so, you know, the, this whole time thing is really right. The illusion of time, mm -hmm. um, but it's how we navigate through that process and understand it, um, that we can also be able to transcend it too. So you mentioned we're kind of like batteries. How do we charge ourselves then? Like you yeah. kind of talked about the sun and, and connecting with earth is are those, I'm assuming those are two ways. Like what are some of the ways that we can not just charge our energy, but hold the charge? Yeah. So this is where we want to talk about um, like the electromagnetic nature of the body, right? So we talk about our thoughts, our thoughts are electric in nature and our emotions are uh, magnetic in nature. Right. So we can influence that too, like kind of as above, so below, but then we can take it even bigger as above, so below with the sun and the earth. And so a lot of people do human resonance and it operates at about um, 7.83 Hertz. And when we are, um, 
it that actually that that level um, it actually operates. That's where our alpha brain waves are, mm -hmm. and there's different levels of our brain waves when we're in a highly stressed state. We're in this what we call high beta mode. Um, again, that same thing: reptilian brain activated, conscious mind shut down. You know, survival mode. Well, this affects our brainwave frequencies too, and it also affects how those brain waves are influencing our body. When we drop down into the alpha state which is where that Schumann frequency is, that's when we're in our most creative center. Like when we're in the flow of doing something we love, that we like time just goes away, right? We're not even aware of, of time. That's that alpha state. And that's where we actually connect to mother earth. And so when we are stressed and our energies are all, all over, are scattered they're all over the place, when we can actually get and ground into mother earth, whether it's taking our shoes off, going for a walk, you know, putting your feet in, in a lake or in the ocean or, um, just walking on the grass, holding on to a tree. I am a, you know, I will admit I am a tree hugger and I am proud of it. <laughs> um, but you can feel it. I mean, you can really feel it. And what happens on a physical level, there's negative ions also can come up into the body and actually help to rebalance our nervous system. Um, there's a, a term in Japanese, uh, shrinyan yoku, I believe, which means forest bathing. And there's actually studies that they found on how just being out in the forest can actually influence your state of health and well-being. So those negative charges we get from the earth and the opposite, we get these positive charges from the sun. So all the photonic light, the primordial energy, the cosmic rays that are coming in, and those are getting amplified too. Right. So a lot of times, you know, so we're getting um, elevations in the Schumann frequency that are affecting our field. We're getting bombarded with cosmic rays that are affecting our field. And then we have everything going on on this earth plane. And it's like, Whoa! our bodies are like, you know, going crazy, short circuiting all the time if we don't ground our energy. And that's why it's so important this, you know, right now is to stay grounded, whether it's being in nature. If you can't be in nature, take a salt bath you know, or just be in water, um, hold on to some crystals, you know, eat foods that, that grow in the earth. So those rooted vegetables, you know, can help ground you. Essential yeah. oils can help ground you. But it's so important right now because as, you know, the earth is shifting and the consciousness is, is rising on the planet, we, especially the more awakened ones, the light workers, we have to ground that new energy into the earth. That's how we shift the earth. So instead of like looking to, you know, expand, we do have to ground it in, in order to shift the grids that are, um, that are changing right now. And so we think about it, right? Negative charge, earth, positive charge, sun. Well, and then we have the human being in the middle. So we're charging our energy, mm -hmm. So we can charge our energy by being out in the sun too. Um, and like, actually, you know, from a Chinese medicine perspective, the meridians, the lines of energy that run throughout the body, and they have those acupuncture points. And if you've ever had acupuncture or acupressure points, those are actually um, uh, uh, photonic vacuums, they're calling them now in biophotonics. So they're actually, we, we're absorbing this photonic light that's charging our body. So how do we hold on to the charge? Right. So this is where we can utilize our diet to really come in and hold on to the charge. And this is where we utilize, you know, the fruits and vegetables, because those are the ones that are closest to the sun. And really what's in there, the energy that's in fruits and vegetables are, are really trapped light. And we're taking that light energy in and we're holding it into into the cells. So 
we have to utilize our foods and, and hydration and water, right? We can't like move electricity. Oh, hold on one second, because I'm losing you here. Um, you know, water substance to move it. Hold on one second. Did it freeze? Yeah, it did freeze. <laughs> okay, I just got, okay. Let's go back. <laughs> Repeat that, because you were talking about the electricity coming in. All right, back to where? Yeah, um, I missed a lot of it. So well, let's just start all over again. Okay. All right. So talk about the shaman. Um, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, so one of the first things we need to understand is our connection between the earth and the sun. Mm-hmm. And um, the earth holds a, a magnetic field, which uh, charge, which is called a Schumann resonance. Mm-hmm. And this resonates at about 7.83 Hertz, which also mimics the uh, uh, healthy brainwave pattern um, which is called our alpha waves. Yes. And, and so when we can tune into mother earth and tune into the Schumann frequency, now that could be, you know, grounding yourself to mother earth, um, walking out in nature, you know, connecting with, with the plants or the animals in nature. Um, and it, it really, uh, brings in those negative ions up into the body that helps to also balance out our nervous system. Okay. Right? So our nervous systems are electric, and so we need those negative charges, right, to move the electricity. And as electricity moves through the body, it creates a magnetic field around us. And so we have these negative ions that we can get from the earth. And then we have these positive charges that we get from all the cosmic rays. So we're getting bombarded with gamma rays now. Um, there's primordial energies. We're getting cosmic rays. And so when we can tune, connect to the sun, whether, you know, you can charge your body, just be out in the sun, hit that third eye, you know, with the sun, it's incredible. The effects it can, it can have on our brain and the field. And then you balance that charge with the, with the negative frequencies of the earth. And we, we can store that energy that way. How do we deplete? So how do we deplete the energy? stress, poor diet, right? You know, not moving our body that literally leaches all that energy from the sun, pharmaceutical drugs, you know, will do that toxic emotions, things, you know, that we, we are holding in our field. That's not healthy for us. And so charge, keeping our body uh, or charging our body first, you know, utilizing the earth and the sun, and then holding that on by the choices that we're making on a day-to-day basis, whether it's thoughts, feelings, emotions, diet, hydration, sleep patterns, relationships, how we communicate with one another, that holds the light frequencies inside the cell. And what's fascinating to me is when our cells are healthy and they're charged, I mean, like physically charged, we have a negative charge inside the cell and we have a positive charge outside every cell. When that charge gets weak, you know, that's when disease sets in. So like on a total body average, we, our bodies vibrated about 60 to 72, we call megahertz. When we get a cold or a flu that cannot occur in the body until it drops below about 58. Cancer cannot occur in the body until the frequency of the cells on average go to about 42. So if we can keep ourselves charged, right? With all the things I just said, 
no matter what we're exposed to, because everything's a frequency. Every virus has a frequency, every bacteria has a frequency, every organ in our body has a frequency. If we can keep ourselves charged, you know, highly negative charged, no matter what we're exposed to, it's not going to become a problem. You know, we'll, okay. we're, we'll just repel it. In yeah. Our field. And would you say, because this is, I always tell everyone, it's so important to stay hydrated because water is an incredible conductor of electricity. And so when you're really tuning into that electric charge and allowing it to move through your body, which you said then creates the magnetic field around us, isn't like, well, personally, I drink distilled water because I know that it's the best conductor. Um, but water and just in general, hydrating your body, it's so important to maintaining the field. Absolutely. Exactly what you said, right? So if, we're, if we want to move electricity, right, we need to have the, you know, the conduit, right, which is the water to move it. And so if our cells are dehydrated, we're, it basically is creating more resistance right? And more congestion in the body and that free flowing movement of energy cannot occur. One of the other things too, you can take that to another level, um, is our, how our field of energy, our thoughts and our, our emotions actually are influencing the water. And, um, you know, if you're familiar with Dr. Masari Moto's mm -hmm. work, right on, on the frequencies of water. So when we're, and this is where we kind of take in that quantum nutrition aspect, when we're eating anything or when we're drinking anything, our, our thoughts and our emotions are gonna influence the structure um, that that water is held at. And so if we're sending love you know, to, this, to the water before I drink it, that actually is gonna um, structure the water differently than if I'm stressed and I'm scared and I'm anxious and I'm gonna take that in. And really what it comes down to, like when we can structure the water inside of ourselves, again, diseases can't occur. It, it holds oxygen in a different way. And, yeah. and this virus, you know, is, has a lot to do with how oxygen is actually held in the body, which we, again, we talked about the mass um, reducing oxygen levels. And so anytime we can get more oxygen into our tissues and, and be able to move the oxygen inside and outside the cells, whether it's with water, whether it's with deep breathing, going outside, getting fresh air, ripping, burning the mass, you know, um, the better. And so that's where those live foods come in, right? The live foods hold, have a lot of minerals. Minerals move electricity, mm -hmm. right? If we're eating a lot of dead flesh and, and processed foods that, that contains a very low mineral content, it actually is just gonna create more resistance and more congestion within the body that can then damage the cells, tissue, organs, and eventually lead to disease. Ugh. I'm like loving this episode so far. <laughs> I could talk about this stuff all day. So. No, it's like, uh, I've always been into nutrition and cellular health and, and all of that. And so I'm loving what you're saying. It's so important. I, I hope everyone's taking notes because there's a lot of empowering information in here on how you have total power just through your conscious mind um, and your heart field uh, to change the structure and the charges of your cells for your own immunity. Um, I want to move into the power of heart coherence and all of that. And I have a little, a little surprise here. So I, I love this topic of um, heart coherence because unbeknownst to me in my twenties, in my late twenties, I actually was doing heart coherent meditations without even knowing that's what it was. Right. right. And, and how to connect people um, group meditations that worked on connecting through the heart. 
but I have this um, card actually. So I, I, I'm, I do a lot of readings and, and all of that. And I have um, from my sacred geometry deck, I have a card called coherence and I'm actually creating um, an Oracle deck. And one of the cards, oh, it's a union of masculine feminine energies kind of deck. Nice. And one of the union cards is coherence. Nice. And so I'm just going to show like this card here. Okay. This is the sacred geometry of coherence. Flower of life. And yes, yes. And so I kind of want to read it here for the audience. Yes, definitely. To extrapolate on all of it, okay? Okay. So um, it says there, the frequency of coherence supports our ability to harmonize the frequency of the heart with the frequency of the mind for an optimal ability to create the reality we desire. And then um, one second here. Uh, coherence can be described as a state of harmony, union, or connection. In the new energy, and as, ref as reference to the human being, coherence has to do with the state in which the mind and heart harmoniously flow together. Whether we are functioning as an individual, a community, or a group, the new energy is asking us to find balance between our thinking and our feeling. We can no longer rely solely on our analytical mind, nor can we just have our feelings guide the way. Every part of us has to come together in a harmonious, coherent state of being. Only then can we navigate these new energies to become multidimensional human beings that are in control of their reality. To be powerful manifestors, it's imperative to not only set clear intentions with our mind, but to have our emotional state of being with the heart as its center in alignment as well. And when the mind and heart come together in perfect unison, when intention saturates every layer of our being, every cell of our body, and every thought in our minds, we become unstoppable creators of our own reality. I love that. I just got chills because yeah. this is exactly it. This is what it all breaks down to, right? Is, is empowering ourselves and understanding the power of the heart and the mind, especially in conjunction with one another. So when we talk about coherence and this is actually something that we can look at physically too like actually have a device that you can uh clip to your ear and you can measure your level of coherence so just so to explain it to people that aren't familiar with it what it is is coherence in the heart is when our heartbeats are actually in in, in um very consistent patterns and we can get into a coherent state when we are focused on something positive, whether it's an emotion, um, a memory, um, just a, you know, whether it's love, joy, peace, gratitude, compassion. Um, when we measure this, we see this beautiful sine wave. It goes like this. We know we're in a coherent state. Our, our heart's field is uh, you know thousands of times greater than our brain's electromagnetic field so the power really is always within the heart um, when we're in a state of incoherence which is most of us most of the time right if we're ever in a stressful state we're incoherent right those lower emotions fear shame guilt unworthiness um, we see patterns that look like this right it's like an abnormal heart rhythm and so the simplest way to um, drop down into that heart coherent pattern is just to close your, eye, close your eyes, relax, take your awareness from the mind, like dropping it down into the heart center. You can imagine just getting into your little elevator in the head and pushing the button down to the heart, right? <laughs> However it works. And you just imagine breathing in and out through the heart center. 
And as you're doing this, you, you um, focus your attention on a positive emotion, right? Like I said, love, joy, peace, gratitude, um, or a memory, a pet, a child, whatever brings you, you know, that positive emotion. And, and that's also connects to that state of being that we're in a heart coherence is also, our brain is also in the alpha brainwave, that creative space where we can connect. So we tune into our heart, we get into that coherent state, and then we, you know, that's when we have the dialogue with our body, like, okay, what do I want to create? What do I want my life to look at, look like? And we, we hold on to that intention, we match it with a positive emotion, and then we use the will, right, to take action, right? So everything's in unison. The heart, right, we, you know, we know what we want to create, and we know our purpose, we know why we're here. The mind, okay, what do we need to do in order to achieve that? And then we, you know, we back that up with action. And that's when we become these powerful co-creators that we are destined to be. Yeah. It's awesome. I love that. And I love, I'm a huge, oh my gosh, we talk forever just about sacred geometry and how powerful that is. Oh, well, let's talk about sacred geometry because, you know, that when we talk about this idea of sacred geometry and how, like we talked about like the water structure and, and everything, like everything's got... Um, uh, an energetic charge through its own structure. So take us through a little bit about sacred geometry. So, so our, our, our basically the entire universe is mathematical, right? It's geo, it's geometrical and our fields of energy are also geometrical. Like if we were to look at a field, um, you know, we'd see almost like a Taurus type shape. Um, but everything uh, comes from geometric patterns, and we have those platonic solids um, that make up, you know, uh, the, the, you know, all kind of structures in the earth, whether it's the, um, the spiral or the dodecahedron, like we see that. So we are really the universe's conscious is geometrical in nature. And so when we can tune in and utilize these sacred geometries, that harmonize, right? They're, we look at them as like uh, um, two-dimensional, but really they're, they're three-dimensional. Um, and and they're, they're vibrating at a certain frequency. Same thing when, when you, you, know, you uh, send that intention to the water and we freeze the water, we see this beautiful geometrical pattern. And so we can utilize these ancient shapes like the flower of life, you know, which is kind of where we um, um, the ge geometry which we came from, right? If we look at when a, 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 a egg gets fertilized, right? And it starts to divide, it actually divides in a very sacred geometrical way. And so this is really the core of who we are. And so we can utilize those tools to help harmonize the field of energy around us. We could take patterns and we could put our water on it and we can harmonize the, the water. We can listen to the sounds of what those shapes actually make, the frequency of the sounds of those shapes. Um, there's a, um, a field of study called cymatics where they actually put sand on a vibrating plate and they'll tune it to a certain frequency and it actually will create these incredible geometrical patterns. And so when you realize, okay, like, well, sounds creating these patterns, then we extrapolate, well, what is the sound of the voice, you know, that I'm, I'm saying or the music that I'm listening to. And so inherently at the basic core of who we are, are these sacred geometrical patterns. So we can utilize us to our benefit, you know, rather than, um, you know, focusing on, on things that are um, more chaotic in nature, whether it's, you know, just the simple fact of a circle versus a square, 
right? There's a, a field of study called biogeometry um, where they actually study the invisible energies. And in the middle of every circle, there actually is this powerful energy point that, that is created. Um, so the, just the study of these fields, you know, when we look at ancient cultures, we see the flower of life patterns, you know, on pyramid walls, you know, so they're able to utilize the information um, and the energy that's being emitted from these patterns to help harmonize the body in a, in a beneficial way. Oh my God. That's amazing. I'm like going to take my card and, or my card and put it under my water right now. <laughs> totally. Yeah, absolutely. It works. It really does. That's so cool. And um, I love that, that this, this idea that our frequencies are like that idea of the sand, you know, um, shifting into patterns, you know, based on the frequency that it's tuned to on the, on that machine that that just goes to show you how much, how important it is to maintain your frequency, to maintain the structure and the charges of your own cells, mm -hmm. how that will change. And how we can utilize like nature, right? Cause we see those patterns in nature. Yeah. We see it in plants, we see it in food. Um, and I mean, it's just, it's just mirrors who we are at the same time too. Yeah. You know, I, when I was in my mid twenties, I studied um, live cell microscopy. So oh, nice. using a dark field microscope to look at blood cells while they were still alive. Um, and, and, and I use this to kind of uh, work with clients to help them nutritionally. Yes. And it, when I observed the cell in a healthy state, it was perfectly round cell wall was intact, you know, and, uh, but when it wasn't healthy, the cell wall got really jagged mm -hmm. and really sharp looking and, and just deformed. And so that kind of goes to like what you were talking about, like the, the, the wave of the heart, you know, mm -hmm. when we're, we're in that frequency, how it's nice and soft and it's, it's all very symmetrical. However, when we're not, it's like sharp and jagged and up and down and like. Yeah. And one thing to note about it too. So the, the heart's field of energy extends way out beyond us. And so we can talk about this from an individual perspective, right? How important it is to maintain that healthy level of coherence. And one of the reasons why, and they, this is actually, there's a huge field of study in this that they've been doing for decades with the Institute of Heart Math is that it, when we are in a state of coherence, our stress hormone levels are down, inflammation's down in the body, our immune system is, is stronger, our brain is, is you know, are working at its like optimal capacity. When we're in a state of incoherence, that's when you know, it's the opposite, right? Inflammation's up, our immune system's weak, our stress hormone levels are high. And they've actually put people on these devices for 24 hour periods of a at a time, and they can actually honestly um, sense when like their mortality rates based on their level of coherence. Oh, really? It's crazy. Yeah. So, so that's we, a wake up call. <laughs> I know. Right. So like, tuning in, like it's staying in this, it's again, it's about bringing awareness, checking in with yourself. Hey, how am I feeling? Let's drop down. I mean, it literally, you can do this while you're going to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't take long. It's just about, you know, being consistent and checking in and having that awareness. So, so it's important to keep our, um, pay attention to where we are in terms of our own individual coherence. However, it's really important to understand too, how our, where we're holding our own coherence, how that's influencing the collective. And actually the Institute of Heart Mass has this great um, global heart coherence initiative, you know, because if I'm standing in front of somebody and I'm in a state of coherence, via resonance, right? You know, things are going to want to resonate together, waves of energy. I'm actually going to help them 
reach a state of coherence. If I'm in an incoherent state, right, and I'm angry and I'm upset and, you know, I'm, I'm walking by somebody, they actually are going to feel that from me. So if we want to be, you know, these like, we're going to bring in and usher in this new earth. If we can hold those fields of energy, you know, balanced fields of energy and a balanced state of heart coherence, we are unknowingly actually affecting so many other people around us. And then what happens? It spreads. It spreads like the virus that we want to, <laughs> we want to spread, right? And, and we can you know, have a greater influence on everyone around us. And it makes sense, right? If you, you, know, you walk into a room and you just feel a weird energy off of somebody, you don't know what it is. That's the feel around them. That's talking to your heart going, oh, I don't like this. This is a little incoherent pattern. I'm going to go over this way. <laughs> you know, We do this intuitively. We just, now we have the scientific backing and understanding and, or in, in explaining it. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite Dr. Joe quotes is, you know, science is the contemporary language of mysticism. Right. They understood this. They understood the fields, you know, and the influence of the cosmos and the energies of nature. But now we actually have the tools and the, the science to, to really understand it and, and put a new language to it. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I've talked a lot about telomeres on my channel. Um, and we've had we've talked a little bit about it here in this idea of, you know, when you talked about the mortality rate, like you can show through your energy field meditation is one of the things that helps deep breathing meditation which of course induces a relaxed state it takes you out of the stress state in it, it actually not only prevents the shortening of your telomeres it can then lengthen your telomeres which is um is now correlated to youth you know and yeah. youth inside and out and so Absolutely. That is that like that is just another confirmation. Like when we talk down to yeah, one. and that is really key. You know, it can be overwhelming. All this stuff, you know, can be a lot to take in. But it, it it's just it starts with awareness and it starts with tuning in, which means tuning out the uh, the senses. You know, we have to become like nobody and no thing and no time and no space. So we tune in. We're not becoming. We're not aware of what we're seeing, what we're hearing, what we're touching, what we're tasting. Right. We tune in so we're actually outside of time and space. We can influence our body and bring in that light. You know, even if we're sitting in a dark room, we could connect to the light of the sun. We could connect to the light of the stars and breathe in that light that actually influences the cells. Because when a cell is unhealthy um, and it has that weak charge, right, that's when it divides and those telomeres continue to shorten. Shorten. And yeah. it goes back to what you said at the very beginning about this idea of like, you can actually see the DNA shorten when we're in a state of fear or stress. Mm -hmm. And of course, the same thing happens with your telomeres, they shorten. So just think this idea of contraction, fear, it's about getting small and like congested, whereas like love and openness and willingness is just about like expanding, right? Yes. I love so, it. Okay. And, Final and how question. We can, as we're expanded, right? Like that, that's how we affect everybody else, you know? Yes, absolutely. Like all those people in mass, we can have that big field and just give them a huge knock of blissful heart coherent energy as we walk by them. <laughs> I want to like, like go up to like, if someone's giving me a bad look with a mask, going, come on, huh? let's just, right. oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Final question before we close up. What yes. is your perception or take on the coronavirus pandemic <laughs> and its role in ascension? Well, I think there's definitely a, 
an agenda happening and it's multi-layered agenda. Um, I think there's been uh, a dark kind of cabal governmental control on us for millennia. And this, uh, they want to continue with their power. Um, there's a lot of negative influences, you know, in this agenda that wants to keep us um, disempowered, right? And this is why they, you know, they want to, you know, bring us, you know, keep us in that state of fear. I mean, fear is the most valuable commodity in the world, right? Because we can, we'll give up our rights, you know, to, to, you know, feign for safety, but then in the end, we're not safe or free. We're basically mm -hmm. just slaves. And so I think it's a time where if we can see the gift in this, right, that things, you know, our world hasn't been working well in general, right? Um, there's been a lot of systems that have been broken. Then in order to create change, the old has to be broken down in order for the new to be rebuilt. And so from, from our, a conscious perspective, if we are, if this, we are really rebirthing a new humanity, you know, if we are rebirthing a new earth. And so, but the darkest going to try all, you know, all they can to regain control. So their agenda, yes, is okay. Let's, you know, quarantine them. Let's isolate them. Um, you know, let's put fear in them. Let's tell them they, they need a vaccine in order to leave the house. I mean, this is all this manipulative agenda that we can turn and go, you know what? No, I'm a sovereign being. I do not consent you know, and, and empower yourself and know and command out to the universe. No, this is not going to happen. I do, you know, follow a lot of spiritual people and, and there's kind of like these two timelines, right? And you see this division too with people, um, you know, oh my God, we can't go back to work unless everyone's vaccinated and everyone's like, no, you know, everything's fine. Like, you know, um, it will gain herd immunity and, you know, we'll move on with our lives. But it, it, there's a lot of things, gifts in it. Again, it's how we perceive it. So if we can use this time to go within and and tune into ourselves tune in okay what's working in our lives what's not how can i shift my life you know in uh, a greater capacity or maybe i'm not living out my purpose like i wanted to and now i've lost my job and i can either go into fear mode about that or I can go, hey this is an opportunity to actually do something different and maybe something that i love to do more um so understanding the gift in it and now it's like we've had this time and it's really interesting how the seasons is also correlated here like it's like this winter we were like you know like recluded recluse in our homes and all of a sudden it's like spring like it's like this new birth is happening and people are like okay want to go outside people realize like the the fear is a lot of just you know misguided projections and um and really come at you know life with a new a new set of eyes new filters new consciousness and and really supporting one another and that's what i think is key right they want to keep us separate but in order for to us to usher in this new earth is is about coming together right doing things at a collective level you know being able to utilize our gifts and share what our knowledge right like we're doing now and be able to continue to share that um more and more as we support one another through this process because it's not easy you know for many people you know are having a really really hard time right now and if you are don't be afraid to ask for help right ask for help from your family your support your friends your your guides you know your angels your masters your teachers like there is support for you you're not alone in this and and knowing that this is a process and i kind of think back i take it from a bigger perspective and i go wow like we must be really strong souls to like choose to incarnate at this time with such this great awakening is happening 
And then it's like, I feel like excited about it. It's like, yeah, it's gonna, it's, it's not gonna be easy, but man, we can look back and just go, look what like I went through, look at the path that we had to walk through and look at where we're here now. Like we helped to usher in this, like really this uh, incredible, you know, awakening of humanity where life I truly believe can be so much better than it was. And so it's just the journey, the process of getting there. And a lot of times people have that, we call, um, you know, kind of dark night of the soul, right? When things are just no longer working, you know, but you're not quite where you want to be yet. And you're in this like limbo land and it, it's not fun. <laughs> but knowing that, that, that future timeline, that new earth, right? That that what we want to happen has, it's already been created. It is already there. We're not creating anything new. We're just shifting our energy on a global scale to allow that to actually physically manifest for us. Yeah. We're literally cleaning up the other timelines right now. And I received, I just received a download while you were saying all of that too about, um, well, one, the first thing that you said, I, uh, I, what I, I got a download last week about this idea, like, you know, being here and how amazing, like to actually be part of this whole thing, to be incarnated at this time is you actually had to go through like prerequisites to get to earth for this time. So if you're here, you already passed the test. You already got what it takes and you're needed. You're right. needed to show up right now. Yeah. But what came through just now was, um, this, uh, okay. So when you talked about this idea of the collective and the reason why I'm feeling like it's really gone quantum, like this idea of quantum Mm -hmm. and and collective and how we're all this idea of, okay, people are now being forced to go within because there's so much time. We talk about the gifts of the coronavirus, the pandemic. Well, sure. There was a dark agenda to this pandemic, but there was also a light agenda to this pandemic because you can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. And part of that pandemic was that while people are now being forced to go within, those of us who've already been doing the shadow work have taken a quantum leap in our ability to actually access the other timelines. There's so many people talking about their dreams right now and how they're going into other timelines and their dreams and and doing all of this rescue mission work and stuff like that. And that is a result of this quantum collective integration of now the people who are not so awakened being forced to go in and do some of their own shadow work, their own reflection is assisting us to take a quantum leap into our own perception of what's going on around us. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, you know, you, so you see the people that are like utilizing this time and like really enjoying this time. And then you have the opposite and you have the people like that are newly awakened that are like all of a sudden like, holy, like, how did I not see this before? How did, how wasn't I not aware of all these like ugly truths, what's been happening. And so the ones, you know, that have been doing the work, you know, we can be there to actually support them and carry them through as we all, you know, ascend upward. Um, so it's a huge time of transition, but it's like, to me, it's a very, very exciting time. And yeah, absolutely. I have a lot of friends, spiritual friends that are yeah, doing crazy stuff in dream time state. I wake up feeling like I've like been traveling the cosmos, but I'll have no like recollection of details, but I'm like, wow, I know that was an eventful night. I don't know exactly what happened, but I know something. Yeah, absolutely. It's really wild times. And I just love that. Like sometimes we forget that we're doing all of this work to help assist 
like, you know, the collective, but the collective also assists us. So when yeah. they're starting to make that rise, of course, you're going to experience for, I think those of us who are really into this, you're going to experience a quantum leap as they start to experience a quantum leap. So of course it makes sense, right? Yeah. And that, and then we go take it back to the earth. So as we're shifting our fields, right. And we're our consciousness, that is actually then via resonance it's, it's affecting the earth, right? Ascension timeline. So we're also then as a collective assisting her in this great awakening. Yes. It's awesome. Yes. It's a great reminder of how interconnected we all are. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, please let our audience know, um, what you've got going on and also how they can connect with you. They want to work with you because I highly suggest if you've got any issues, especially like from an immune place and you want nutrition aspect, Nicole's definitely your girl to work with. So please let our audience know. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I do, um, do one-on-one -on -one appointments either, you know, via a uh, video over the phone. Um, and I work, you know, a lot of, I love working with the, the kind of the newly awakened ones, the people on that awakened path, because they can understand, you know, certain things about what's going on, but maybe you have some physical imbalances that you need assistance with. And maybe that some of the functional nutritional tests can help assist you with kind of getting to those, the, the things that the body really needs. Um, you can find me on my website, thequantumnutritionist.com. Um, if you're interested, you can book a, fit, a free 15-minute consult to talk with me, and I can kind of explain the process to you, um, or you could book an appointment um, right away. I'm working on some courses, building out some courses, um, so stay tuned for that. You can follow me on Twitter at The Quantum Nutritionist. I'm most active on there, um, but I also am on Facebook and Instagram as The Quantum Nutritionist as well. Yeah, I, I gotta say, Twitter is way more fun than Facebook. <laughs> I, know. I just feel it's so much easier, and I like I feel like I connect to like a certain audience that that I want to connect with easier a bit easier than Facebook. Yeah, and also, and Facebook, I mean, the censorship has been insane, and so. Yes. I just, but it's, I it's find this, Twitter, it's, but it's pretty bad on Facebook. It's worse on Facebook, and I yeah. find like. I see more hope through Twitter just yeah. because there's so many people becoming active, becoming digital soldiers for the movement, yeah. you know, and, and it, I think it, you can spread information. Like someone like gets banned and it's like, or a video gets banned and all of a sudden like Twitter just blows it up. Mm -hmm. Like it can move so fast on Twitter. I feel like than the other platforms too, um, which is funny because I feel like every move they make, we come back stronger and we come back brighter. And it's like, we match that, like you said, that dark to the light, but the light keeps getting bright, brighter, even though they keep trying to, you know, counter move. <laughs> well, and that's the whole point. Like, you know, when we talk that's about- awesome. So yeah, when we talk about the idea of the yin and yang, this idea of duality, of course, as we get brighter and lighter, the dark's gonna get darker and darker. So just expect that and, don't have any judgment around it. No, it's part of the whole, it's, it's just part of how everything works. Yeah. And it is. And you know, and that's a really good point to bring up too, you know, before we end is there are a lot of negative influences around, you know, and in our field, not just what we're, we're looking at or what, who we're listening to. And it is really important, especially this time is to keep your field clear of negative influences. Um, whether that's just bringing in um, whatever higher being that you're connected to, whether it's Jesus, Jesus, Buddhist, Buddha, Archangel, Michael, 
whoever, and really like calling in, you know, the entities and, and asking them to clear them and bring them to their, you know, their perfect place of peace, like utilizing simple mantras like that, or just intentions about keeping your energy field clear. And then, you know, working with crystals or sage or, you know, salt baths. But there's a lot of things that are feeding off our field of energy. And especially when we're in those states of fear, we're actually literally opening our field up almost to be like, you know, fed off of by these negative influences that are around us. So I know it sounds a little bit weird and it's not to make you go into fear. It's to empower you to say, hey, like, no, I'm a sovereign being. This is my energy. I'm going to keep it clear, you know, call in my guidance to help to support me. Um, because that, that can influence, you know, our thoughts sometimes and our physical health too. And, um, it's a powerful thing. I don't think we talk about enough, um, mm -hmm. but uh, definitely something to look into. Yeah. I just got a visual, a vision of this idea of like, when we look at like the yin and yang and just mm -hmm. like the white getting brighter and brighter and the dark, the black getting darker and darker. And then all of a sudden, like, it's, it's so like dark and bright that it's just like this combustion and it's all one. Right. Yeah. Because really it is. It's like, that's why, you know, we almost like, you know, we can judge the dark, like it's part of the duality, but I think it's a part of just like this full integration of yeah. like, you know, accepting things where they are, but then again, how we carry your energy through it. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on the so show. Fun. This has been You're so welcome. <laughs> a fun conversation. Um, to the audience, please um, check out Nicole's work. Um, if you want to work with her, I'm going to leave all of the links in the description below. So it's really easy for you to find her. Um, and I'll leave her Twitter handle down there, everything. Uh, guys, I love you so much. Thanks so much, Nicole, for being here. And thank you, um, <laughs> thank you to the audience for being such important light workers here on the planet right now. Keep doing your, keep doing your work, stay in your light and uh, stay out of judgment, you know, keep that, keep that field in coherence um, so that you can uh, affect all of the other incoherent frequencies and bring them up a little bit. I love you guys so much. We'll be with you again next week. Bye. Thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If any of you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests that you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us or send us a voice message using the Anchor app. There's a super cool feature on there that allows you to send us a message or ask us a question with a touch of a button right from the app. And please continue to support us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you haven't checked out Nicole's channel on YouTube yet, head on over there for some more insight from her, or you can visit her website, inflexibleme.com, where you can book a personal coaching session or a tarot reading, watch some of her most informative videos, or you can sign up for her newsletter. And if you're interested in some light language healing, head to my YouTube channel, lisaloveslove.com, or send me an email to lisa at lisaloveslove.com to inquire about your own personal reading. Thank you again for joining us and supporting us, and we'll be back with you all next week.